This episode of The Real Photo Show is sponsored by the Charcoal Book Club, a monthly subscription service for photo book enthusiasts. Working with the most respected names in contemporary photography, Charcoal selects and delivers essential photo books to a worldwide community of collectors. Each month, members receive a signed first edition monograph and an exclusive print to add to their collections. You can visit them and sign up at charcoalbookclub.com. So last month's selection was Sorry for the War by Peter Van Ochtmiel, and I did a preview of that book on The Real Photo Show IGTV as well as The Real Photo Show YouTube. And this month's selection is Shikawatari by Chiko Shirashi, and hopefully I will be getting that book soon, and I will do a preview of that as well. And as always, you can purchase those books at thecharcoalbookclub.com or become a member and get those books automatically. Welcome to The Real Photo Show. My guest today is Golnada Samoylova. And of course, we will talk about her book, Women Street Photographers, published by Prestel Publishing. It is an amazing collection of work that showcases 100 contemporary women street photographers working around the world. Uh, we will talk about the layout, the selection of photos, the wonderful essays... Um, all the things that go into, of course, uh, making a book like this. We're also going to talk about Gulnar's experience photographing 9-11 right at Ground Zero and the work she did for the Associated Press for the two years following 9-11 and really how all of that uh, caused Gulnar to think about what she wanted or, or really needed to photograph in order to bring some joy back into the experience of making photographs for her again. Uh, so let me just read a little bit from Gulnara's bio, and this is a combination of bios from different places. Gulnara Samoylova, who hails from the Republic of Bashkortostan, Russia, faced blatant sexism in the photo industry before arriving in the United States in 1992, where she worked at the Associated Press before launching her own commercial photo studio. As an Associated Press photojournalist, she received national and international awards for her photographs from 9-11, including first prize in the World Press Photo Competition. After the 2016 presidential election triggered flashbacks to her formative years, Samoylova recognized the importance of creating a platform and community to support women. She launched Women Street Photographers to provide opportunities to showcase the work of established and emerging artists through exhibitions, residencies, online features, and now the book. All right, so that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show, and we will talk soon. Hi, I'm Gulnara Samoylova, and I'm a photographer and curator from New York City. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> You're welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Are you in New York now? Uh, yes, I'm in New York. That's where I live. I originally am from Russia, but I've been uh, living in New York uh, since 1992. Yeah, no, I want to get to uh, a little bit of that too. You know, we are, you know, we're here to talk about Women Street Photographers, published by Prestel, uh, your new book. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. It's It's been Super exciting. I bet. Uh, and it's really important work. Uh, I I didn't, uh, the book is on its way, but I did get a, a nice press uh, PDF copy. Oh, look, you're holding it. Yes, uh, here it is. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot I want to talk about that book, um, especially that, you know, there's 
some great essays uh, to introduce the book as well. And I'd love to talk about those. But, um, you know, I thought we'd start with just a little bit of background because you've you have had a, a pretty interesting life and career so far in photography. Uh, yeah, I thought we would start there a little bit about your background. OK, so where do I start? Um... Well, I can I can help you out with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in short, I've been a photographer for 40 years. I started earlier when I was 15. And I've been doing, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of photography. So I've been a documentary photographer and a photojournalist, fashion, weddings. I worked in the darkroom and I was a photo editor. I worked actually in the black and white and color darkroom. Uh, I also worked as a retoucher. So we've done uh, it all. Yes. And you, you were a teacher. You taught photography. Uh, and that was that was in Russia. Uh, yes. So. Uh, in Russia, I was teaching photography in this photography school where I went myself uh, when I was a teenager. So then I, I got an offer to, to teach there. And that's what I did uh, until I uh, moved to New York. And uh, now I teach as well, but uh, mostly to photographers who just want to take their photography to the next step. And you started out fine art photography, conceptual photography, you know, uh, coming out of uh, the academic world of photography, right? Well, I don't know about ac academic. I, I always just followed my intuition and I did a lot of, uh, and I still do a lot of fine art photography. I started with, uh, back in the 80s, uh, hand painting with my black and white pictures after I saw an uh, exhibition of Gilbert and George in Moscow. So that inspired me and kind of like opened my eyes on so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. And then I restarted the, the same project, um, hand-painted uh, hand collages, after I attended Mary Ellen Mark's workshop, who encouraged me to continue with the with the new project and and I just thought it would be a, a good yeah. idea to do it because since she really really liked that project <laughs> no we'll talk more about Mary Ellen Mark you you also have the distinction of being at one point the only female photography in the autonomous republic of Bashkor Bashkortostan <laughs> is that right <laughs> that's right <laughs> So yeah, the, I was born in Ufa, uh, it's the capital of Bashkortostan. And uh, when I uh, uh, got into photography, um, yeah, I was basically the only fine art female fine art photographer. So it was, uh, it was interesting when I was traveling to f festivals and, mm -hmm. but yes, in Bashkortostan, I mean, there were other female photographers uh, around the uh, Soviet Union at the time. But it was just uh, me and a couple more um, people who did like hand painting photographs. And mm. uh, I also did other projects, like very controversial projects as well. What do you mean controversial? <laughs> <laughs> How could I not ask that question? Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm talking about like 80s and mm -hmm. um, Bashkortostan is a Muslim republic. Oh, and okay. I be, uh, began a series of photographs of male nudes, mm -hmm. and they were very artistic and very, you know, the black and white, moody, and 
And I, I got like really a lot of pushback. It's like, you know, why not photographs of men, like, you know, cutting wood or something like that? Because <laughs> you know, the photographs the, yes. I did, they were like, you know, very, I was basically studying like a male form, the beauty of it mm-hmm. um, in in places where they were like run down buildings and um, so, yeah, so it was, it was very, very controversial at the time. Well, I would say you were even a little bit of ahead of the time in the art world here in the 80s, which I think um, studying the male nude was still considered uh, different and strange for a lot of people here uh, in the West. Yeah. I mean, it that that idea was born out of protest as all all my ideas <laughs> um, I was you know I was quite young I, I was uh, in my early 20s and uh, I, I would be asked by other photographer male photographers uh, to pose nude and I, I just didn't like the way they um, I didn't like their photographs Mm-hmm. per se and and I just got so tired of it and so I decided well why don't I start working on a series of male nudes <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a protest basically yeah uh, what, so then when do you leave uh, Russia I left uh, uh, Russia in 1992 mm-hmm. and did you come to New York then yes I came directly uh, to New York and then you were doing the more commercial work at that point so uh, when I moved here, um, well, I, I was uh, I was one of the fourteen young Russian photographers who were chosen for the traveling exhibition, traveling around the United States, and then I went to uh, ICP as a full time student to study photography, and, and that's it. I mean, then I. I uh, <laughs> After I graduated, I got a job at uh, Associated Press uh, as a temp. It was a temp job. It was like a summer job oh. in the dark room. Uh, but I just uh, and then they um, they hired me full time. Oh, okay. I mean, that's right in the middle of the dissolution of the Soviet Union, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I joke that I never lived in Russia. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just. I guess you just missed it. <laughs> yeah. So is that the the beginning then of when you get into photojournalism? I I was in photojournalism uh, even in Russia. I was uh, working. Uh, I was freelancing a lot for local newspapers. Oh, okay. Uh, I always liked documentary aspect of it. So I would go on assignments and take photos, uh, for example, in like hospitals. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in Russia, I did a lot. I mean, I was very busy. I mean, I, was, I did photojournalism and I did, I worked on my own documentary work and I did a lot of uh, fashion in the kind of street style, which was also very unique at the time. So, yeah. yeah. Of course, you know, we want to uh, talk about your book, Women's Street Photographers, but I, I you know, I want to sort of just build up to it a little bit with with some some more of your your history in photography. So, you know, between the time you you came to New York and then you were doing work at at the Associated Press and you were you were doing other kinds of freelance work at the time, uh, other jobs in photography or just sort of continuing with your own photography while you were working at AP. 
Uh, well, that that kept me busy. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it was a full time job. Uh, I did uh, worked on my um, uh, personal project. I was continue painting pictures. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I always continued to be creative. At, uh, what was the documentary work you were doing at that time? My documentary work uh, was about this family in Russia, and I started that uh, series uh, while I was in Russia, and then I continued to take photographs of this like husband, wife, then two kids, and and their family in France, and they're just very eccentric, and which I, uh, I mean, it was I would go back to Russia and stay with them and right. photograph. Uh, that was my next their question, lives. right? You were going back and forth, yes, yeah. because it, it's about uh, a ten years between 1991 and, and 2001. And then, of course, in 2001, you uh, were living in New York when 9-11 happened, right? Yes, I, I, I was living in, uh, four blocks away from the World Trade Center right. on Fulton and Gold. Were you still then working for the Associated Press at that time? Uh, yes, yes. Um, oh, I wow. worked uh, at AP, and that's why I went there, because I was oh, okay. pretty close. It was, I was actually supposed to be in Russia at the time, right, um, right, because I had a ticket to go to fly there on September eight. For personal reason, I had to cancel that uh, flight, and I stayed home. So I had uh, a lot of film, and so I was at home when the the f- uh, first uh, plane hit, and I woke up from right. the from the explosion. Yeah, and and I think that was um, a similar experience to a lot of us who were in New York at the time. That when that first plane hit, we were all kind of confused, a little puzzled, right, as to what was going on. And then we, we were all watching the news, and they were confused about what was happening. And it wasn't until the really the second plane hit that we all then knew what was going on. But you, um, you were saying you, uh, you had a lot of film because you were planning a trip to Russia. It was all film then for you, right? Yes. So when the uh, when the second plane hit, I, I was watching CNN. And so as soon as the plane hit, I, I mean, yes, everybody knew it wasn't an accident. So I, I, I grabbed the film and I remember like running around the apartment thinking like, do I need a flash or, you right. know, uh, so yeah, I just, I went there. I was there pretty fast, uh, you know, since I lived so close, like only f- five minutes away, uh, uh, by walk. And when you say you were there, you were there. Um, you I was were right there. under the tower. Yes, yes, because I could tell by your photos, and and of course you won a lot of uh, awards for those photos. And they're they're incredible photos, and they're moving and painful to look at, and and all those things. Uh, but yes, you were you were really there because when the first tower started to collapse, you had to run. Well, I took one photo, which is also very yes. well known. Uh, I took one photo, and I've and I'm seeing in the viewfinder. Uh, the building is collapsing. So I take one shot and somebody screams, you know, run, and we all start running. Uh, I was literally standing across the street from the World Trade Center uh, when it was collapsing. Uh, so, so yeah, that was, uh, I, you know, I didn't run that far. Uh, when the building collapsed, you know, I was caught up in that debris. And uh, Well, that's... Right. You're, you, you can actually see when your photos change from those clear blue sky, you know, burning building photos and, and people looking to 
the time after the first tower felt when everything became dust and cloud and gray and all the color went out of everything and it's that you know that tragic moment when you're you're covered in this dust and you know uh, i think later for a lot of people they realized they were also covered in the the dust of those who had perished the ashes and you were as well in fact you took a photo of yourself when you got back to your apartment, I imagine, um, in the mirror, right? Yeah, so uh, as you can imagine, I mean, it was very traumatic uh, experience. Um, you know, I thought I, I was, I died, actually. I, th I thought then I was, thought I, I was buried alive. And I, I honestly, I don't even remember taking some photos. Mm. It, you see some color photographs, which I never really took pictures in color before and I uh, I was just so surprised that I had a film a color slide film actually oh wow <laughs> so that, wow. those were chromes um, so yeah when I got home uh, I went right into the the bathroom and, uh, and took a picture of myself in the mirror you know I still holding my house keys and you know, I'm all covered with, with the dust and I'm bleeding from the fall. And it, it's just, and then I took that picture and then I start immediately t uh, mixing chemicals because I knew AP didn't have the developing uh, machines because uh, most of the AP photographers already was uh, changing to digital. So right. I mixed the chemicals developer and the fixer and I, I developed the film in the bathroom I almost oh, developed wow. my chrome film, which then I was like, oh, okay, wow. no, this is, this is red, you know, <laughs> my triax is yellow. I and mean, this is the red. fact that you had the wherewithal to, to figure all this out after what you had just been through is incredible. I think it was just yeah. on the autopilot. I was on the autopilot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing it for a long, so long. So it was just, I mean, I knew what I was doing. So it wasn't like I had to think. No, no, right. That 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 was going to be a question of mine because I I was wondering how long you had been at the AP before nine eleven. So you actually had been there a while. Yeah. Plus, I've been at the time two thousand one. Right. I was photographer for twenty years. Right, right, but not necessarily a, a conflict photographer. Right. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. So. No. Well, that's what no. I mean by it. it's incredible that you were able to 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 basically use your muscle memory to get that film processed. Yeah. yeah, and then I uh, I walked to AP office with my film still wet in a tank, and oh uh, wow, to, yeah, I went to AP and uh, and then I went to Time Life Lab to develop the the slide film. Yeah, it was yeah quite a day. Yeah, and that the the actually the 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 first tower falling is one of your slides, which is an incredible photo. Yeah. Between then, two thousand one and and two thousand twelve, are you you're still working as a, a photojournalist and doing documentary work and fine work? So at the time, I was a, a photo edit, like photo editor, working on special projects. Um, so mm. after nine eleven, what I what I was doing, uh, I was doing a lot of research on for special projects like exhibitions and books. So I've looked at every oh, okay. frame taking on nine eleven. So I've been oh. doing it for a year and it was just, it really traumatized me even more. So, and I, I, and I couldn't handle it. So I quit in 2003 
just oh, so to... this is right after 9-11. This is what you started doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I quit uh, AP. As much as I loved working there, I, I just, it was quite uh, difficult for me, but I, I quit and I started my uh, own business in wedding photography. So I went completely into the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking for joy in photography. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and that's what I was doing until a few years ago. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. So I went to China because uh, one of my um, clients, uh, they, they hired me for to document their vacation in China. So it was uh, it was great. Yeah, I never been to China, and at the time I was already thinking um, that I wanted to do my own work because I stopped uh, working, you know, taking photographs for my own pleasure. So I, I I grabbed you know I went there with my professional big cannons and I uh, and I brought my little point and shoot Leica. So I literally was taking uh, like street pictures from the hip. I call it. I wasn't even looking because, you know, I had like my my cameras hanging from my sh- uh, shoulders and I had like a little uh, Leica <laughs> around the neck. That was your freedom camera. That was your, right? That was yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so I just did it for fun. And uh, when I came back home, I, I looked at those pictures and it just brought me so much joy. And I thought that I wanted to really start focusing on street photography more seriously. Were all of your cameras digital now? Uh, yes. Okay. I do have yeah. a couple of film cameras. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that is where uh, it's, it's that trip to China that really gets you interested in street photography and, and making street photography. You know, that feeling, I, I felt so much joy uh, just taking pictures for fun. And, and I start thinking, like, how I can do that more? Mm-hmm. You know, I was already kind of getting tired of of uh, a wedding photography business. I mean, it was a very, very, very good money. But <laughs> good. I, I just, I, I've, I've begun realizing that, you know, it's not that Im- the most important thing, you know. Uh, and for me, it was important to to do something that what brings uh, happiness to me. And it was photography. And it just, it just reminded me why, why I fell in love with photography in the first place, right. you know. Yeah. And and then the Mary Ellen Mark workshop, did that happen after that trip? So, yeah, I a couple of years later. But what happened was that I I always wanted to take her workshop in Oaxaca. That's right. And but it's like a, one, a week long and I was always busy with my, you know, on the weekends. So, yeah, I had weddings and it's just every time I was booked for her workshop. Hmm. But when I cut down on weddings, um, she had this workshop uh, announced in uh, New York, which happened to be her last workshop. Mm. And I signed up for it. And I mean, I was a big fan of her work for a long time. I first met her in the early 90s mm-hmm. um, in uh, one of her exhibitions. And she signed me a book. <laughs> and so when I took her workshop, it, it, changed, it changed my life. I mean, it's, it's like... I was already um, really preparing mentally and, and, you know, that I want to like quit weddings and start focusing on on my fine art. So when I took her workshop, I showed her my hand painted work that I did in the 80s. I showed her 
those black and white family series that I did. From Russia? From Russia, yes. I had so much respect for her. And it's, it's funny, mm. you know, I showed her photographs, uh, my photographs that I took in Cuba. And I was so proud of that work. And, and she, <laughs> she wasn't that impressed. <laughs> Mary Ellen did not hold back. But that's why you went to see Mary Ellen. Yes. yes, but I was like, I was so not upset. But I'm like, you know, I wanted to like, I want her to like my work, you know? <laughs> so the next day I brought her my hand-painted work and, and the documentary work because I want her to see my other work. And I'll never forget, she, you know, she was sitting on the chair and, I'm, and I showed her boxes in the, in, the, in the lunch break. And she's looking at them. She's like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. And then she looks up to me and she said, and she said why did you stop? Mm. And it hit me like a ton of brick on the, on the head, you know, and because I had so much respect for her, you know, I was like soaking up on each of her words. And I was like, yeah, I mean, why did I stop? So, it, you know, after workshop, she sent uh, like a feedback on, on, on the pictures we took and so there were actually two attachments, which I didn't notice. I only saw one attachment. And then like a month later, I, I went, I, I'm like, let me, let me read her notes. So I find the second attachment. And she wrote a letter to me. Oh, wow. So, so as I was reading, I was just, <laughs> I was crying so hard. I'm like, I still want to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she wrote among any you know, she wrote like so many beautiful things, but there's one line where she she wrote that you're a really good photographer. You owe it to yourself to produce your own personal body of work. So that was like that. I took that phrase as a call for action, and you know, at the time I I was going through, um, you know, struggling with like confidence in my work and I was finding myself again in photography. So, so that her letter meant so much to me because she gave me like this confirmation that I need to, you know, I am a good photographer and I need to work on my own photography. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have, you're good at your business, but you know, someone talented as, as you, you, you know, you need to really work on to work on your own work. So after that letter, I, I literally took that to heart and I thought, OK, I'm going to make big changes so I can become a 100 percent creative photographer that takes photos for myself. That's a it's an incredible story. I knew Mary Ellen Mark for quite some time. I did a lot of work in that office uh, for with Martin and Meredith and Julia. And I uh, Mary Ellen, I don't I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast. So sorry, everyone, if you're listening. But <laughs> uh, the only time I've ever cried in class was um, Mary Ellen had passed away and I stopped showing her work for a year because uh, it was I couldn't. And then I showed her work and it. it I forgot that I had not shown her work. You know, it was it was in one of my presentations on a lesson I was doing. Um, it might even just be like first day of class kind of introduction to different kind of work. And 
And then I started talking about it like I had done years and years. <laughs> I just, I got choked up. I had to leave class. I, I, I was, it was the only time that's ever happened to me. Uh, because yes, um, um, you know, if you knew Mary Ellen and you got to work with Mary Ellen or you learned from Mary Ellen, it was, uh, you know, Mary Ellen gave it her all and, and she, she was brutally honest and uh, it mattered. Yeah. Y yes. Uh, she, and that's why I respected her opinion so much because she was honest. You know, when she sent me a letter, I, I emailed her back. I was like, I, I can't believe you. And she's like, I believe me. You know, I was on, you know, I'm honest and you should believe in yourself. So th this, this was such a pivotal moment for me. And um, when I uh, created a, a, an exhibition of women's street photographers, the first exhibition, I dedicated that exhibition to her. Right. And I, I, I had a letter printed on the paper, oh. and I carried it with me. And uh, <laughs> wow! I, I just like I was like, if she was alive, she would be so proud oh. of me. Now I'm getting choked up. <laughs> I know. I it's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. And you dedicate this book to Mary Ellen, of as course. Well. Yes, of and, course. And when did you start the the Instagram account, Women Street Photographers? So I started in the late 2017. You know, I opened, uh, opened the account, and I and I was posting like rarely. Um, mm -hmm. uh, not until uh, I think March of 2018, when I'm like, okay, I need to focus on it. Uh, but I, I created that account uh, because I was already thinking about to curate a uh, a big exhibition. I mean, I didn't know about big at the time. I, I thought I'm, I want to do an exhibition of women's street photographers. You know, it was shortly after the 2016 election, which mm -hmm. shook me to the core. I, you know, I got so scared, you know, the, all the sexism and just brought up so much memory of myself living in Russia and experience that um, I just, so I thought, well, like, what can I do? How can I elevate voice of other women photographers. And so I had reserved a gallery space at the El Barrios art space. And I start, I began my research on Instagram. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know at the time any other contemporary street photographers. You know, I was just, you know, living my life and doing, <laughs> you know, my, my, you know, working on my, Street photography. I didn't. Re I didn't consider myself a female photographer. Never, you know. I always wanted to be treated equally, but I. I realized I don't know anybody, any other women. You know, uh, all the women that I know, they were already, you know, passed away. Like Marilyn Mark and uh, Vivian Meyer. I mean, they're like just a few. Mm -hmm. I think in in the history of photography, we all learn about Bernice Abbott and Dorothea Lange and. Margaret Burke White and Helen Levitt and, and now Mary Ellen. Uh, but yes, no, you're right. Um, it's, it's a pretty small list, which is why this book is, is so great. But, but I, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. That's okay. I, it's, uh, so the, the Instagram uh, account. So I, I began to, uh, researching and looking at all these accounts. And I, it was really challenging to find a, a female street photographer. So there were not, you know, not really a whole lot of um, 
other accounts dedicated to to women photographers. And so that's why I started like, okay, let me just, you know, I started saving them. And then I'm like, let me start sharing those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's that was it. I, every day I would uh, share a, a photo by a female street photographer, documentary photographer. Mm-hmm. And then I began to write, began writing uh, while, what I like about this photograph. And then I was pleasantly shocked and surprised that there were a lot of female photographers around the world who are working in this field and and dedicated to this genre. Let's talk about the book uh, itself. Um, uh, You know, uh, there are two great essays in the beginning. A shorter one is, and, and, and you'll have to correct my pronunciation. Is it Ami Vitale or Amy Vitale? Amy Vitale. Amy Vitale writes about personal experience, being a, a conflict photographer, um, and then looking back at that work and thinking about how photography can create awareness and connection and basically her own experiences, uh, uh, you know, as a woman working in the West Bank and Gaza and kind of, you know, with a little disbelief that, you know, of, at the things she did, you know, when, uh, when she was working and, and what she was able to do uh, and thinking about the uh, challenges that she had uh, as a woman and a photographer on the West Bank while she was working. And that it's a really great essay and, and so interesting that, so that's that, that personal reflection as someone who was, you know, working as a conflict photographer. And then the, the next piece is a, a much uh, longer piece by Melissa Breyer. And it is an incredible cultural history of women in photography that connects street photography like all the way back to Alice Austin. I mean, it's it's an amazing essay. I am including that essay in my photo history class from now on. It's incredible. I agree completely <laughs> and I just I couldn't be happier when um when I asked Amy Vitali, I, I didn't know her full story, but I respected her photography so much and when she said yes, I mean, that was like the happiest. <laughs> and when I read her essay, I realized, you know, that, I, I mean, I, I cry, I cry. When I read her and, uh, and Melissa's essays, I was just, I was crying. I was so emotional. It, it just, it's so perfect to, it complements the rest of the book. Yes. Uh, us contemporary photographers. They complement uh, so each well. other and the book. And right. Amy's Amy's uh, uh, forward. I mean, I I can identify with her story because I quit AP as well because I, I you know I wanted to focus on something else. And Melissa's uh, essay is just so thoughtful, and this is what I, I wanted uh, to. Uh, viewers to see that we just we didn't just appear <laughs> that's right all of a sudden there is a whole bunch of uh, badass women that you know were before us and who contributed so much oh come uh, on i love the story of jesse tarbox heels <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. i yes, love yeah. it and you're gonna have to buy the book and read it because it's it's great <laughs> yes exactly i uh, <laughs> I mean, I learned so much from that essay. I mean, I read it several right. times already. Exactly. No, I, I finished it. And I've only read it once. And believe me, I need to read it more. Uh, but I, I finished it and I immediately uh, texted my uh, photo history professor and said, uh, we are including this from now on. 
Yeah, Melissa, Melissa is also uh, a, such a talented photographer herself. Mm. And uh, it's such a rare combination when you can take amazing photos and write well. Yes, um, yes, yes. So, and, you know, I also want to um, say that the design of the book. I want to talk about the design. I love the design. Yeah, yeah. so um, Shaz Madani, also in, such an incredible designer, we we wanted to have we wanted to um, have like a simple yet contemporary design in the book, and uh, I just Very I clean. love all these little details, yeah. like from um, little numbers to the to the colors. It's it's, a, it's really wonderful, and each photographer gets their own spread. Well, that, I want to ask about that. It's a little bit of a, a book nerd question too. Um, how did you decide on the size of each photographer's reproduction? Because some of them go across the gutter and then some of them don't, right? Even if they're both horizontals. How did you make that decision? That That is not the most important question. I was just curious. I, I personally didn't make that decision. I, mm. I wanted to trust professionals. You know, Shaz, Shaz is a professional designer. Mm -hmm. And I... Uh, I mean, I had I had a say in in every aspect of the book process, but you know that's that's the beauty of working with professionals. They know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> was so, it, was, so it would have been more of a conversation between the photographer and the designer, or just the designer deciding this picture needs to be this side, uh, this size, or, or this size. Uh, it was a co collaborative uh, work, you know, mm -hmm. between uh, Shaz. Uh, Madavi, me, and Anna Godfrey, uh, commissioning editors. So three of us, of us was really created this book together. Yeah, it's, it's so beautifully uh, um, laid out. The, um, the other thing I want to say about it is that in the selection of photographers, it is it couldn't be more global, right? I mean, it is around the world. It was very, very important to me to show photographers that uh, from all over the world. So there are 34 um, nationalities from mm. 31 countries. And, um, you know, I didn't, and I, I didn't want to do it alphabetical order. So the, uh, the book itself, all these photographers, uh, when you go through the book, there is a connection uh, between each photograph. As you turn pages, you find those little or big things that connect right. those photographs. So yeah, I wanted viewer to see, um, a reader, viewer, to see this book as a one collective piece of art, you know. And, uh, yeah. and all the captions are written by photographers uh, themselves. Right. Right, so they they get the spread. They have their photo kind of on the right, and then there's something they wrote about the work or themselves on the, on the left, and then there's a, a little, a short paragraph, a quick bio about each photographer as well. I got inspired uh, by the exhibition that I do, the annual exhibition. Um, I collect uh, those stories for for each annual exhibition. So when I frame a photo, I, I put also a little caption underneath the photo because. Everything I do is, is like what I would like to to see in other books. Like I, I know that when I'm reading, uh, looking at other art books, I, I'm always curious to read the stories from the photographers themselves. How how did they take this picture? What did they feel? What compelled them to take that photo? 
and I thought it was very important uh, to to include the same format in the book. Mm-hmm. And what I would imagine is when you ask a photographer for one photo, it must be quite stressful deciding on which photo that is. Was that all the photographer or was that also a collaboration? So I started uh, with about 250 photographers and mm. uh, most of them, that's the thing. I already did like a lot of work on curating. All these photographs are from other exhibitions. Oh, okay. And I already had this work. Um, and also I, I included work that I featured in a, on Instagram. And then I did a, I include a couple more that I overlooked somehow, but I found it uh, uh, through my research. So I already had like proof prints, you know, with every exhibition, I make little four by six proof prints. So I have a huge stack of them. So I just went <laughs> through them and like, okay, I like this. I like this. So I just, I based my choice on like emotional level. Like, do I like this photo? Does it tell a story? Does it have a good moment? So when I collected all these photographs, then I start pairing on the wall. I have a big wall. And okay. uh, so and then I was moving and that's how it. Uh, so you really, born. it really started with selections you made. And uh, yes. then you reached out to the But then of course, uh, you know, yeah. I have all these photos that I uh, collected for the exhibitions, but then I went to each Instagram uh, and the website just to see if uh, there are photographs that I think will be, um, you know, more fitting for the book and just to make sure that the, those photographers are dedicated photographers so yeah i mean it was uh the, the whole the whole process is quite easy to tell you the truth and that's what happens when you work with with professionals and you you know you right. do it with the with the passion and and uh, the book is just beautiful yes it is i can see you're you're very proud i can see it every time you hold it you get it's i see such joy in your book, face you know that's so wonderful and it's I such a it my gets like, it got such a great uh, reviews all over mm-hmm. um and the bookstores are just love it you know i, oh. I went to barnes and nobles and mm. risoli and they have like a window display oh, on the amazing. main floor so it makes me really happy it is it's you know it's it's such a good book and, and well-made and also incredibly important right now. So, I mean, really, congratulations. Thank you. Of course, you know, with the shutdown, I, I feel like I, I ask this question all the time now because a lot of a lot of my guests have books. Um, what have you done in terms of promotion? And are there, you know, is there any plan for a book signing or anything like that? Oh, yes. Uh, next month I was going to do a book lounge, but uh, it's it's quite challenging, um, you know, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Uh, when it's over, yes, I'm going to have a big party. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, Good. And, uh, you know, I, I curate uh, several exhibitions a year all around the world, and I'm hoping to bring this book. I mean, it's already been sold everywhere in the world. Uh, but, yes, I'd like to... Uh, to offer this book in the exhibitions I curate and to sign it. I'm also working on a limited edition print of the book that I have in the, in of the photo that I have in the book. I, I included mm. myself as well. Yes, yes, I saw it. <laughs> so I'm going to offer a limited edition print and oh, that's uh, great. with a signed book. 
Oh, that that'll be that'll be really nice. You you've mentioned how you've done a lot of research and you've curated shows and, and the Instagram is is a curation as well. Do you does that bring you similar, equal, different kinds of pleasure than doing your own work? Well, it is your own work. I don't want to make it, it's still your own work. Is that then then making photographs? You know, it what I realized in the last uh, three or so years is that, you know, when I was in the crossroads of, uh, you know, in 2016 and 17 and 18, uh, helping other people gets you out of depression and brings mm-hmm. you so much joy, you know, and uh, I... I, I still take photographs, but to me, this is, uh, this, is a, this is a passion. And you don't have to, you know, if you're passionate about something, it, it, you continue doing, you know, again, you know, whatever makes me, me happy, and this is what makes me happy. And the women I've met throughout this journey uh, who became very close of my, my friends, you know, like Zimene oh, Chagwe, nice. street photographer, she is... Uh, been helping me with women's street photographers uh, all these years. And we are working together on producing short films. And this is what we did during pandemic. We produced three short films. And uh, artist residency. Mm. Uh, the first artist residency I did in uh, 2019, Valerie Sis was the winner. She came here to New York uh, for two weeks from, from France. Last year, the winner was Debrani Das from India. So she will be coming here. All expenses paid. When you say here, what, where exactly are, are these residencies? So here in New York. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, is, so, is it with an organization? Is it with... No, it's all me doing it. Oh, okay. I have a really uh, a nice person who... Incredible person who uh, donated... Uh, who's sponsoring this artist residency. Oh, that's great. So Debrani, you know, is going to come here to New York. Her flight was going to be paid, two weeks in New York, uh, daily stipend, solo exhibition at the art space, and mentorship uh, with Zimene Chagwe. So, mm. wow. you know, this is something like I'm most <laughs> excited about. I can't wait for her to come here. And uh, it's it's just a great opportunity to get away from your daily life and focus on your passion. Yeah. Are you also doing mentoring yourself? Yes. Yes. I'm mentoring several women. And it's greatest joy to share what you know with with other women. That's fantastic. Wow. You have a lot going on. <laughs> That's a lot. Okay. Yes, a lot going on. But it's 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 such important uh, work. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know from a feedback from other women how much confidence and brings in their own work and and that, that's the goal you know we women we we need that confidence yeah well i i think this uh this book will help uh, impact the uh, how we teach photography and and you know further the the photography we show uh in our classrooms and and right i think i think um you know it'll have that impact i know i that's my hope that you know women who uh, and men who sees this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, incredible photographs uh, that they get inspired and go out and, and take pictures and, and just uh, 
uh, pursue their passion. Yes. Um, so did I miss anything? Was Is there anything uh, coming up, a book event or just a, a, something else you're working on? Uh, right now I'm working on the first uh, virtual exhibition, mm. uh, uh, Women's Street Photographers. And uh, I'm looking for and there are a couple of festivals that um, uh, I'm going to be showing uh, exhibitions. You know, last, last year, even during pandemic, I curated five exhibitions. Wow. Three in person, <laughs> one in Russia, one in Italy, and one in New York, and two mm. virtual in Kuala Lumpur and in India. Yeah, there's so That's much amazing. to do. I mean, I have a couple <laughs> of projects that I can't really talk yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but hopefully this book uh, will open many more possibilities. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it, it was a pleasure to, to, to share my, my experience, and I hope uh, your viewers will get inspired and continue with their own journeys. Yes. Yes, I do too. All right. Well, uh Goodbye and, and bye, everyone. Bye. Real Photo Show with Michael Chauvin Dalton is a production of Real Photo Show, which you can listen to on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and be sure to subscribe on any one of those services or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>